Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Big day today. Thanks for joining us, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. As we're brought to you by BT's, the best happy hour in town. If you're going to Guns N' Roses, how about getting your drink on, relax with some friends before you head into Guns N' Roses. BT's, it's happy hour right in the middle. half price drinks as you're Ubering in or you're getting to the concert. BT's is where you're going to have your fantasy football draft. If you're smart, they're the best in town. They'll host it for you. And half price happy hour, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. We are thrilled. With everything we do with Golden Entertainment, they also own the Stratosphere. People always say that. Really? PT's owns the Stratosphere? Yeah, Golden Entertainment owns the Stratosphere. Arizona Charlie's, PT's, and they've been with me a long time. And they get me fired up for the monologue. This is going to be a fun show today. For a guy who's not a comedian, right, Bobby? I don't come in every day. My goal isn't to have fun, fun, fun. It's to do sports. I like it that way. Today's going to be different and unique. First off, we have America's favorite sports gambler, Bill Krakenberger. Reached out to him today. I saw him tweeting. He was tweeting about that pinball place here on the Strip. So we're going to talk to him about that. And he's the best because he knows how to make money gambling on sports, and he has a track record. Most people in Vegas on Twitter don't have a track record. They don't gamble. They don't make any money. And they're giving you picks every day. Who cares? I'm not saying they shouldn't give picks out. I give opinions all day long. But the point is, I'm not a professional gambler. So I would never give you a pick for a football game. Now people are up on Twitter saying, hey, I just got hired by this company. What? We're not taking your picks. We want professionals on here who make money and have a track record. Crack's near the top of the list. Crack wins the podcast. He's always a fun guest. I get excited to talk to him. Also, Frankie Sidoris is going to join us. The great guitar player for Mammoth, who's going to open up for Guns N' Roses. He is a diehard Vegas Golden Knight fan. He is a Vegas sports fan. His dad's one of my best friends. And Frankie last night opened up for Guns N' Roses in San Jose. Wore a Vegas Golden Knight shirt in the tunnel. Sent me the text. Security was like, whoa, what's going on? He's one of us. He's one of us. He's the guitar player for Slash and Miles Kennedy. So he's got two of the biggest rock gigs, two at the same time. He's a guitar player in two bands. Now he gets to play for Mammoth with Wolfgang Van Halen. I want to hear the story. How did Wolfie find him? How did he hire him as a free agent? And he gets to play with Slash in a real band, and he gets to open for Slash tomorrow night at a football stadium where he's from in Vegas. Can't wait to interview Frankie Sidoris. He just got here with the band. Just got back into town after San Jose last night. I told him to text me five minutes out, and we'll put him on at some point. Also, Brandon Cristal from KOA in Denver, the flagship of the Broncos. Why? Well, the Raiders play in the AFC West, and the Broncos selected their quarterback. Vic Fangio did, and they're going with Teddy Bridgewater. Interesting. Raiders swept the Broncos last year. Every Bronco fan I talked to, I'm not exaggerating, Every Bronco fan I talk to thinks they're better than the Raiders. Big topic for the show today. So does NFL Network. So does Fox and ESPN. I was in the building last year with the Broncos. The Raiders dominated the Broncos. 
The Raiders beat the Broncos again. The Raiders, I believe, are better than the Broncos. Now, the Broncos have a better defense. They have a better secondary. And that's about it. I don't see that. Noah Fant is not better than Darren Waller. Teddy Bridgewater is nowhere near as good as Derek Carr. They don't have the running back in Josh Jacobs. But hey, NFL Network, season win totals, Denver more than the Raiders. What's going on around here? I did a show on this earlier in the week. Who's the national media? Who's the biggest Raider hater? And we did that, and we had a poll question and all of that. I had a great show today because I'm the king of coming up with topics. I know what to come up with in the Raider Nation better than anyone who ever lived. And today's show is going to be simple. And I should get Steph McKenzie to lead it off because it's perfect for her. Why do you hate the Broncos? Not the Chiefs and the Chargers. Okay? This is a specific show focus today. I want the donkey bashers coming in. Why do you hate the Broncos? What is it? Is it the Rob Lytle fumble? Is it the Rob Lytle fumble? Is it John Elway? Is it something that just eats at you on why you despise the Broncos? Yes, this is summer radio. I don't, I don't have time for this shenanigans when the regular season starts. I got to focus on Baltimore. But I need to know now because I'm seeing too much donkey love all over the media again. Now, we know there are people in Los Angeles where NFL Network just moved in to Inglewood, and they're moving into where the Chargers and the Rams play. Let me stop for a second, because I like NFL Network, and we work with them. They get us guests, so I don't, I don't want this to be taken out of content. But NFL Network is about 30 feet away, 30 yards away from the Chargers and the Rams. And the love for the Chargers by a couple of sports talk radio hosts in Los Angeles, national and local, is sickening to me. Because the people who like them just like them because they know someone who's a management, who's a GM or something like that. You know, the Raiders don't play that game. You know, John Gruden is not texting all night long. You know, Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, a whole bunch of other guys feeding him information. John Gruden's trying to prepare a football team. So the Raiders aren't sitting here. They like the coverage. The Raiders want coverage. They want their brand to grow. But Will Kiss and everybody over at the Raiders, they are not tripping all over the media, begging them for anything. Raiders don't do that because this organization was born from Al Davis not kissing ass to anybody in the media. Al Davis would walk people out. Al Davis would look at you on the sideline and stare through you. If you took shots at the Raiders, Al Davis knew everyone who talked crap about the Raiders. So it took balls to go up to Al Davis. Mr. Davis, can I ask you a question? Mr. Davis knew who you are. He knew who you were if you were taking shots at his brand, his iconic brand. He knew who you were. No one knows who the Chargers are in the media. You out of your mind? No one knows. They're just falling in love with Justin Herbert. They just fall, they fell in love with Justin Herbert. And now everybody wants to do Justin Herbert radio, Justin Herbert television. For every, for every one Derek Carr reference I see in the media, there's 50 Justin Herberts and there's 100 Patrick Mahomes. Anyone want to fight me on that? You all agree with me on that, right? For every time Derek Carr is mentioned nationally, he is mentioned 100 times less than Patrick Mahomes. Okay, you can see that's fair. Don't tell me that's fair with Justin Herbert. How dare you? 
What the hell has Justin Herbert done? I got his record here. The stats in year one were great. I can back it up with Derek Carr's stats all day long. So, again, I need to know specifically, is that Steph? Does she listen? Steph, Steph, Steph wants to know. So the show, <laughs> this is interesting. I got a rock god guitar player on today from Mammoth. I got Bill Krakenberger. I came up with Bobby. Why do we hate the Broncos so much? And again, the undisputed, the undisputed. And I know people don't like when I say queen. She's my queen here when it comes to the Raider Nation. The great Steph McKenzie. Hello, Steph. <laughs> what a surprise to hear from you on Denver Day. Oh. Uh. I mean, where do I start, JT? I mean, do we even have enough time? Yes, we always have enough time for you. Hello. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start with this. Why is it that Raider fans and Raider, probably the organization, hate the Broncos so much? It's because they feel, first of all, entitled. I worked radio in Denver. I wasn't allowed by management to talk about the Raiders ever. There's that. I wasn't served at restaurants. I had my foam finger, which I've shared with you, ripped off by a Bronco fan. Now I get you can give me some, you know, instances where there might have been fights in Oakland and in L.A. when there were, you know, players and the Broncos and the Raiders going at it. Fine. Okay. But that was something that might have been heated. They were bantering, and it got out of control. I'm talking about blatant disrespect for being another team fan happened to me over and over and over again and my friends and acquaintances and it's disgusting yeah you had personal issues the service and the treatment in the game because you're one of the few you go to the game you're a good-looking woman you come in you're dressed in raider gear and you got guys trolling you and then you got you got to fight off these guys and you keep going back why did you keep going back i mean you don't like going to denver but you love the raiders so much you, you keep going back steph well and that's what you said though if you're a raider fan you're a raider fan through thick and through you don't hear a lot if any raider fans going Oh, they suck this year. I don't even want to talk about them. Never, never in the history of of me being a Raider fan of how many years I don't even want to age myself. Do I ever hear that from anyone that's a huge Uber Raider fan? Never. We are always good to the end. Always. Yeah, Steph McKenzie, 97, won the point joining us as I threw out. It must have been a bat light that I threw out, a McKenzie (laughs) light. Why do you hate the Broncos? And I didn't make this up just because it's a Thursday. I brought it up because Teddy Bridgewater, and I got the sound, and we got a guest coming up. Teddy Bridgewater is the new quarterback there. Steph McKenzie's not afraid of Teddy Bridgewater. No, not at all. I'm not afraid of any Bronco fans. Now, I'm not, excuse my language, a bitch. I don't approach it like, oh, you're you're a Bronco fan. I'm like, oh, that's sad for you. Okay, but let's get a beer together or something. Where I've never been treated that way, and I know I keep going back and back and back and back, and I see the Raiders play at Mile High, old Mile High. But, you know, my last really bad incident there was the snow game. And we had yes. bought tickets, and we were like 10, 10 rows up from the Raiders. And this lady in front of us turns around and she goes, how did you get these tickets? Just snotty to us. Like, not even like, hey, welcome. Hey, how are you guys? Oh, I'm sad you're a Raider fan. Nothing. It was, she turns around, snotty already. How did you get your tickets? Um, we bought them just like you. She's like, well, I know the people that have these, these tickets. Oh. And she, I said to her, I go, well, next time you see them, tell them thank you because they're great seats. However, if you turned around and paid attention to what was in front of you, you wouldn't have to worry about what's going on behind you. 
Steph McKenzie on why the Raider Nation, I don't like to use the word hate, but I, I threw it out there so I won't take it back, despises the Denver Broncos. And it's really fascinating to me because, you know, Oakland, I've seen Denver fans in Oakland and the handful of times I've been with the team to Denver, the nightlife's always good, but it is an, it's an aggro crowd. It is. I think people get in the Raider Nation there are some crowds that are a little bit more angry than others. We mentioned the 49ers the other day. Undervalued angry crowd. It developed over the last few years of Candlestick into Santa Clara. Rough, gruff, yeah. in your face. And they come to Oakland. But going to Denver. So you've been to Kansas City, Denver, and San Diego. You never have to worry about this in San Diego. 80% are Raider fans. But Denver, those fans get up in the face of Raider Nation. And I've been to other stadiums where I'm telling you, even if they didn't agree, obviously they don't. They're there at their home stadium. They were nice. We went to a Dallas game. I went to a... Um, Titans game on and on and on and it's and people are like oh my gosh you look silly in the black and silver you know come to our side or whatever they're going to say but it was like an introduction instead of people that are just rude in Denver I've never gotten anyone that's just said hi how are you or welcome to Denver or nothing like that you have a bubbly smile you're happy you're a legendary radio DJ commentator you're going there to have fun pump your money into the Denver economy and I'll wrap it up you've used that word they're rude to you they're rude to you every time you go to mile high every time and i just think that the blatantness the oh we're a bronco fan you're a nothing fan and it's like we're all fans at the end of the day okay i get bantering back and forth even i've had friends that were steeler fans that went on the steeler bronco game and they had this almost the exact same experiences that i've had so you have to chalk it up to them just being so rude. You'll love this story quickly. So I'm, I'm in studio today, not from home, and I get in and had to do some paperwork in the back, and I went and saw our lovely administrators who work here and run our whole place, and they're great. And I said, I'm going to Guns N' Roses. Are you guys going? And they looked at me like, ooh, no, no. What's? And I said, wait, you don't want to go to Guns N' Roses? And Hell no, yeah. No. So I, I'm, I'm excited. I got 11 of my friends. You know, six, seven guys with their wives or girlfriends. We're going in big. We're going in big. I'm in charge of stocking the room. You know, I like doing that. I like to be the guy who goes to Lee's Liquor and get <laughs> everything. Bar. I'm ready to go. And I'm excited because we're going to have Frankie Sidoris on, the guitar player for Mammoth, coming up in yeah. a little bit. They played last night in San Jose. They're coming here. You being in the rock business, I, I would assume that Axel and Slash want to put on one of the greatest rock shows of all time because it's brand new Allegiant Stadium and it's Vegas where these guys have been partying for 30 years. they gotta, they got to have their A game. Did you see them last time when they were here at T-Mobile Arena? I did. Oh, my God. I thought they did a great show, and that was the new stadium then. And I think that uh, Axel went above and beyond, so I cannot wait to see the surprises that are going to happen here in Vegas because it's going to be a kick-ass show. And it's the first rock concert at Allegiant Stadium. Yes, it is the first rock show. Have a great day. Thanks for uh, helping out with the show with the big topic of the day. It was right up your alley. Anytime, JT, you rock and go Raiders. You got it, Steph McKenzie, who will join me every Wednesday during the season. So, yeah, we came up with this. Bobby knows the difference between summer radio as we're wrapping up August and real radio when we get ready for football season and the games count here in less than a little over two weeks, 702-365. 9,200, and the only team I hate in all sports, I grew up in New York, and I you know, grew up as a lunatic sports fan, and the only team I've ever hated, I, I despise the Red Sox, despised them, but now I don't hate them, 
because a lot of water's under the bridge. They beat the Yankees three times on the way to the curse of the Bambino getting crushed. I despise the Eagles. Wait till you hear the weaker radio I have when the Eagles come here. We are going after the Eagles hard right here. 702-365-9200, 211, still reserve. What's up, JT? Oh, man, let me tell you something. As, as I, I, I mean, I get what you're saying about the word hate, but I really hate the Broncos and their fan base. I mean, it goes, I mean, in my lifetime from them, from Shanahan jumping ship to going and dominating us for so many years, for from the lead blocking Al from trading for Elway, from, from their smug fans, their, fa- their fans are very, very smug, and I can't stand them. And uh, it's just, it's just pure hate, man. And then recently, Coach Gruden not having won a, a game in Denver as the head coach until last year, for, you know, the last game finally. It's just I can't stand that fan base. They're very smug, very similar to the Niner fan base, very smug. Um, but like I always say, JT, I have a saying that I always go by, a donkey will always be a jackass. All right, thanks for the call. You know, you heard the word smug and rude for our first two callers to describe the Broncos. Open phone lines for you today, 702-365-9200. You know, I I haven't had a lot of run-ins with Denver fans. I've been on the radio there most of my career. It's a great town to be on the radio, by the way. Excellent town. They, They do radio right in Denver with all their sports. But... The thing I, I've tied this in all week. I think we've done a good job on this. We're, we've been tying it in to the fact that the national media, the Raiders came in second place in the division last year out of four teams. And I've seen a bunch of media having the Raiders come in last this year, which means they believe the Chargers and Denver are better. And they can't back it up because they don't know the Raider roster. So they're just doing some old school Raider hate. And Trent Brown's not there. Trent Brown's not there. They don't know why Trent Brown's not here. You know what I mean? Like, they're not prepared on this. They don't get it. So if they want to go position by position, they could go ahead and do that. Uh, Speaking of the Raiders and a big move, the Raiders went out and got a linebacker, and that was the breaking news. We are going to try to carry Gus Bradley's press conference at the top of the hour, which will be big, after the signing of Denzel Perryman. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor reported an hour ago that Denzel Perryman is not with the Raiders today between taking his physical and COVID-19 protocol. Now, he's been a guy clearly against taking the vaccine, clearly against that, and he's going to have to be in protocol. There's been articles written about that in Carolina that have already been out there. But the Raiders addressed what they needed to do at linebacker, and it was a must signing. Now, everybody's been talking about K.J. Wright, I don't know what to tell you on this. I'm not a capologist. If they looked at K.J. Wright and kept calling him and saying, hey, we got you for this price, and he said no, they had to move on, and they made a trade, and they didn't lose much here. A six swap for a seven, that's not the deal. But the fact is Perryman comes in. Perryman has had a much bigger career than Nicholas Morrow. Not even close, but Nicholas Morrow played well last year to deem him as a starter and a potential captain of the Raider defense. Now, I've been to a lot of Perriman games. I've been to a lot of Charger Raider games over the years. He looks like some some character in a comic movie, a comic strip movie with muscles. He's one of the most ripped guys I've seen. He's like a mini Khalil Mack. 
When he makes a tackle, you can hear it in the upper deck. And he's made a lot of big plays for Gus Bradley over the years. But the question is, he's been banged up. Can he stay healthy? If he passes his physical and he's completely healthy, he's absolutely a guy you can put in for the Ravens game with much more experience than Nick Witkowski and no doubt Nicholas Morrow, who wouldn't be healthy. Forget about Javen White, who is trying to make the team. So do I like the move? Hell yeah, I like the move. They got a guy who knows Gus's system, but he's got to stay healthy. He's got to be available. And if he stays available and he's ready to play, that's a pretty good addition. If you told me in the offseason, if you told me in the offseason before it started, hey, JT, the Raiders are going to get Gus Bradley, Casey Haywood, Denzel Perryman, Yannick Ngakwe, and Gerald McCoy? If you told me that in the preseason, I'd be like, whoa, 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 read that list again. Casey Hayward, two-time Pro Bowler. Denzel Perramine, hit-seeking missile. Yannick Ngakwe, who I knew was coming. And then you add in Gerald McCoy, six-time Pro Bowler. These guys got to be in shape. They got to be available, everybody. If they're in shape and available, then everything changes because they're experienced. Gus can line them up correctly, and then they can go seek the football. Perryman knows how to get to the football. Casey Hayward knows how to get to the football. Jonathan Abrams learning how to, with his eyes, find the football and not get tricked. Trayvon Merrick looks to be mature behind his ears at finding the football. And then Nate Hobbs, who we had on yesterday, we'll replay that tomorrow at the end of the show. Nate Hobbs is going to play a lot as a rookie because he can find the football and make plays on the football. Uh, Eddie in Los Angeles on Raider Nation Radio. Hello, Eddie. Hey, how you doing, JT? Doing well, thank I you. Can, I can vouch for uh, what uh, 211 just said earlier. Going to Niner games, uh, you know, meeting Broncos fans, very, very, very smug. You know, the, the, the whole chance we don't lose Super Bowls. Not no more. They can't say that anymore. But anyway, the, the KJ Wright, you know, you're absolutely right. The, he's probably has a number that's way too high. Mm-hmm. And we and Raider fans need to remember, when we paid – it, 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 when we pay the high numbers for free agents, it, it hardly was ever worth it for us. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that would be the same deal, but you cannot argue the fact that we have better coaching. The coaching staff feels that they can they can work around using Perryman. These guys hopefully coming back in time, being healthy, and use that to our use that to our advantage. Where we don't have to go out and mortgage, uh, you know, uh, uh, the cash. And then get rid of uh, um, get rid of players. Yeah, like, the, uh, the, 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 I get it. The question becomes: Is Perryman better than Morrow? If Morrow's out a significant yeah. period of time, is Perryman better? The track record says absolutely. I, I, I think so. I would agree with you right then and there. He's experienced in the system. There, there's the guy that can plug in and just play, not have to mm-hmm. learn, not have to uh, uh, understand where he needs to be. At at the, uh, at the same time, warring where someone else needs to be. Uh, absolutely, I think that was a better, a, a solid yeah. option to go. You, he does need to be healthy. I I, I do. Uh, the concern is with the the views on the mm-hmm. on the vaccination and all that. That that, that worries me a little bit sure. because it, it it could go and have an adverse effect in the locker room. Hopefully, that's not the case. Hopefully, sure. they tell so him and they're working stuff out. I'm, that's where I'm hoping. At. I got it, but. But honestly, I think where we got the coaching staff that we have, we have to trust them. They've mm-hmm. earned that last year on the offensive side of the ball. We all respect the, Gus Bradley, and we have to trust them that he knows what sure. the players, not only what he's got, what he's going out there, he can put a capable defense. I personally believe 
what we have now on paper, what we just got, we are primed out there to win games, get into the playoffs. Okay. Raider Nation's got to get ready. Thanks. We're there, baby. Thanks. You know, look, again, I'm not – We weren't. there was no one in Raider Nation who was seeking to get Denzel Perryman a week or two a month ago. No one. Didn't think he was available. This is a trade. They traded to get this specific player. Why? Gus Bradley. Why did they draft Leatherwood? Tom Cable. And Gruden's overseeing all this. So they got a guy that's familiar with Gus Bradley. What's the first thing I said when I interviewed Gus? Get on the bus with Gus. Gus, trust Gus. We're going to trust him for so long. Right? If Gus comes in here and these guys start popping and making plays. But I like the fact that Perryman has got a track record in this league as a big hitter, a guy who can tackle in space and make plays. I just don't know what his health looks like. I don't know that at all. They, that's why this physical is so important, and they got to make sure that he's physically fit to play, and that's what's happening right now. So we'll see what happens. So that's why I'm not going crazy with him because I want to see how healthy he is and if he can start. And I hope Gerald McCoy is getting closer to start, not back up Hankins, not to back up Solomon Thomas, not to back up Vylon. I want to see McCoy. bring in McCoy to be a coach. We didn't bring in McCoy to be like a rah-rah guy. Brought in McCoy to start football games. The guy at one point had a Hall of Fame, follow me, Hall of Fame career going early in his career at the position. And he's not a Hall of Famer, but he's a hell of a player and he's got to play. All of these guys got to be available for Coach Gruden. I'm hosting an event Monday night for Raider fans online. You probably got the invite for it with Coach Gruden. We're going to cover all of this. It'll be the first time I'm in studio with John Gruden for quite some time, and I'll be asking him about the depth of these players coming in who have to come in and make really big plays. Got time for one more before Bill Krakenberger is going to join us coming up here in a few minutes. Also, rock star guitar player Frankie Sidoris from Vegas, who will be opening up for Guns N' Roses. Can't wait for this interview coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Dominic in New Mexico, thanks for waiting on the flagship. No problem. Uh, thanks for taking the yep. call. No, I just, uh, from the first two preseason games, it just feels that the defense is playing different. Mm-hmm. You can just see it in their in their body language on the field. You can see it, how each player is taking ownership of their position and their fit inside of Gus's system. And I, for one, am happy about everything that we have done. And I just feel that a lot of Raider fans that I've seen on Twitter and seen everywhere around is just being too negative about this i i honestly feel we're going to turn the corner this year i think we're going to get into the playoffs and and i just i just have that faith that i think this team is is going to be what starts a long run of great successful raiders from here on out yeah thanks for the call i gotta believe it i gotta see it to believe it i have to see it to believe it because i'm not seeing starters in the preseason and i gotta hope i was listening to clay and uh, mike pritchard today as I was driving around this morning, and they they were, they were talking, they had a couple of guests on, I think Kenny King Jr., and they were talking about who should play and shutting down the starters, and Kenny King Jr., who I saw in Canton with his dad, great guys, diehard Raider Nation, he made a good point. He says, you got to trust Gruden. If Gruden feels like he saw enough in OTAs and training camp, and he wants to bubble wrap these guys and not play him, you have to trust Gruden that he doesn't want to lose a guy in a meaningless preseason game. I have a hard time with this because they're a non-playoff team. I want to see them play football. I've seen Ben Roethlisberger play. 
I've seen an MVP Cam Newton play, and we have news on Cam Newton coming up. I'm seeing guys play in the league who are playing now. And the Raiders open up with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And I think one of the things that has to do with this is those are two physical teams. The AFC North has been unbelievable the last 10 or 15 years. Troy Polamalu, Ray Lewis, that era of Ed Reed football with Jonathan Ogden, who lives in Vegas, that was some nasty-ass football. And the DNA of Wink Martindale's defense, the defensive coordinator, former Raider coach, and Mike Tomlin's defense and the DNA in Pittsburgh means the Raider offense has got to be ready to play. And they got to get off the field on third down defensively to give Carr more opportunities in those games. All right, we're brought to you by Modelo. Have a bucket of Modelo's with me every Friday. Have it during the week, man. I, I work hard till Friday. And then I kick back in the backyard, backyard brick with the official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders, Modelo. Fantastic. Brewed with the fighting spirit since 1925. If you're a sports gambler, which you probably are, listening to Sports Talk, the king. Bill Krakenberger will join us next. On How do you do this? Like Bill, Bill doesn't want you to waste your money. A lot of used guys who bet and gamble, you have no intention of winning. You just like throwing your money away because you just want to have a beer and a dog and bet on something. Coming up next is one of the more successful sports gamblers in the world. And he'll tell you the tricks of these casinos as they try to jab you for some extra cash. Don't miss it. Crack is next. Well, he's had to. You know, he had to. All linebackers got hurt. White went down. Darren Lees was out. Kwiatkowski was out. Morrow was out. Uh, second half, who's going in? Who's going inside? Diablo's out. Tanner went inside. And you give him credit. You know, he's playing Will. He's playing Otto. He's playing uh, two or three positions. And he's a very good special teams player. And he needs to play. He didn't play at all last year. And he hasn't really been linebacker for more than six months. So this is good for him. Hopefully he gets another good experience against a great uh, offensive football team Sunday. John Gruden, as he's trying to rebuild the linebackers, I'll be hosting the Raiders pre- and post-game show live from M Resort Casino Spa Sunday morning with six-time former Pro Bowler Eric Allen. Come out to M and see me there. We'll be there every time the Raiders are on the road. America's favorite sports gambler by far is Bill Krakenberger. At Bill Crackman, Crack wins and... Crack, I love when you tweet because it gets me thinking of you. I saw you out at the, what was that, the Pinball Hall of Fame, you finding more value for the fans to go have fun for a cheap price. Hey, good afternoon. Yeah, you know, um, I've been doing a lot more videos. So I do some instructional videos telling people the value of three, about not chasing their losses. I'm, just, I'm at the win now. I just uh, walked outside to talk to you. And uh, I just just talking about, you know, how, how to have a stop loss, make sure you have a stop loss when you come to Vegas, trying to handle – uh, helping people, not just sports betters, but helping the regular public alike. And uh, that was a good value. You know, you can get a, a bucket of quarters for 10 bucks, and you can actually go to the, the new Pinball Hall of Fame on the Strip, which I met the guy yesterday. He's not taking a dollar out of the place. He's doing it all for charity, everything wow. he makes. He's owned a lot of arcades, pretty wealthy guy in his whole life. Retired, took all the machines, put them here on the Strip. After his rent and everything, he's, he's taking all the money and giving it to, to different homeless families. So I said, I said you know, I'm going to throw that tweet up there. Yeah, so it's always about value, JT. It's always about 
uh, trying to help people. And I, I always like to say I'm, I'm my father's child. That's what he did his whole life. And, you know, we're, we're, we're sponges when we're kids. We learn from our parents. Um, you know, so I, I try to help everyone I can and, and, and try to share my wealth and knowledge on, on Twitter. Crack joins us. Crack wins. Okay, so now legalized gambling, sports gambling in New Jersey. We're hearing about other states coming online. Vegas. We've had the super contest with our great friend Jay Cornegay, uh, the Circa Millions with Derek Stevens and all of that. And it's a great way for fans to pull up multiple. I've had buddies who have won this contest in groups. Sometimes guys like to go at it solo. What is the value of entering one of these contests to play a season-long football contest when you're probably not going to win, you're going to get your ass kicked by the midway point, you're going to be out of it, and then they bring you back in because they have these extension part of the contest where you can come in late in the season. What have you thought about this over the years? How's that evolved? This is a fantastic subject, and this is really you looking looking after your listeners here and uh, bringing me on. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel about these things because I did not play uh, a, a lot in the past, uh, especially if they're going to charge me a fee. However, I had Jay Cornegay on my podcast last week, Wisecracks Podcast, and uh, he, he came on, and, and it's, it's juice-free again. They lowered it to $1,000. There's no juice, which means the house doesn't take a dollar. Every penny they make. Is going back into the contest, and like JT said, there's contest within the contest. So you don't, if you're out of it, you think after going, you know, uh, one and nine the first two weeks, absolutely not, because week five starts another quarterly contest, and they also have a booby prize. So you, you got a shot for that. These, this, this is some great value to root all year long, all season long. You will have action for a thousand dollars, which has no house edge. Try to make another bet. In this casino industry, whether table slots, video poker, uh, of course, sports, that you're not getting any juice taken out. Fantastic contest. Amazingly, I actually bragged to my wife yesterday. I got a text from the man, Derek Stevens, yesterday himself. He said, Crack, when am I coming on? So, <laughs> so we're going to bring Derek Stevens on next week on the podcast. And um, he's going to talk about, of course, the Circa Millions. And they also have a Last Longer contest, Last Man mm-hmm. Standing contest. These are all juice-free contests. And I'll tell you. There, right now, there is uh, an overlay on these contests. Uh, the Circa Millions, he's guaranteeing $10 million being given away between these two contests. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a gambling man. Even though people come back, 70 to 75% of people sign up late. I'll tell you, right now, as we speak, I would probably bet there's going to be a small overlay, which means the circle will have to reach into their pockets and actually add money to the pool and, mm-hmm. and have an overlay, which means it's a positive EV, it's positive expectation and positive value for the customer. So uh, I'm willing to go and say that that's going to happen here at Circa Millions. Like I said, Derek reached out to me. He knows it. He knows mm-hmm. it. He knows he's probably stuck his foot in the mouth, his mouth a little bit, but he loves that. It's great promo for the place. They're giving away money, and uh, it's, it, I'll just tell you, same thing there. It's a contest within the contest. So it doesn't matter if you're, you start out bad or anything. Um, but these contests, I think you said it, JT, very hard to win these. You want to know why? The luck factor is tremendous in these contests. Even myself, I'll give a little of my strategy away here. I'm not, I, don't, I don't care. That's what I do. I share. So I get in these contests, and I actually will look at the lines. Don't forget these lines for these contests come down on Wednesday. Yes. And by the time Sunday kicks off, you're allowed to put your pick in. Um, I, I, up until Saturday, I think midnight it was last year, you know, just look at the difference in the lines. You'll, let's give a, a perfect example. You'll have, let's, 
uh, New England playing Buffalo, I'll give it for an example. New England's a seven-point favorite. But by the time the game kicks off, the game could be five or four and a half. Well, you still get the seven on the contest. Now, granted, people know that, and they actually do play the old, antiquated line. So they do do that, but I'll give you a, a hint. If you're out of it, if you're doing really bad, and, and you think, uh, you know, or, or better yet, if you want to play catch-up, the best thing to do, I'm going to tell you right now, at the end of the season, if you're out of it, you, you have to bet against the line moves. Oh. You're actually betting the bad line because only 20% of the public is going to be on that when 80% is going to be on the good line move. So that's a strategy I use all the time for those contests. Great value here, Las Vegas. Uh, uh, there's not really nothing I can tell you has better value here. Uh, than, the, than the pinball Hall of Fame there where you're you know, only 10 bucks you can blow for the day and have a lot of fun. <laughs> Bill Krakenberger, Crack Wins, one of the most successful sports gamblers who's transparent and has a track record that you can see. Hey, Bill, it's interesting now because we're getting close to the start of the regular season and a lot of casinos have uh, a lineup for every game. You can go out, you can pick season totals and all of that. What was your philosophy with the preseason with all of these starters not playing anymore? I mean, it's a joke. You can barely find a team. Toughest, you're right. This was the toughest preseason I've had, and I'm actually winning. I was 4-4-1 four, four and one the first week, 4-2 and two last week. Um, I'm actually up about a unit after juice, but that <laughs> I can't brag about that because I've, I've had seasons where I won 15, 20 units. It's been a tougher year this year. You've only had three weeks of preseason football, and uh, they're really not starting none of the starters, especially this week. I don't see none of these quarterbacks out there uh, even taking a snap in, in, in these games this week. It's been a little bit tough, but yet we have a grasp on it. Our games, oh my God. Uh, the other day I gave out Seattle, pick a minus 20 and minus one. I actually bet it minus one. It, it went to six. I mean, I, I didn't expect that. So the value is really getting these lines early in the week. Um, I mean, I, I gave out some NFL games, some, some preseason football, and also some regular season college football. Everything has moved my way. Um, I, you know, I kind of move markets. I wish I didn't. I wish everyone could get the same line I get because I, I really uh, I don't care about line moves as far as uh, getting the value. I, I just know what a lot of times I'll go against the line moves, and a lot of times that's the proper thing to do, especially if the public is on something, pushing something around. A real big advantage of living here in Vegas is, is actually getting these sports books like, um, uh, so, let me see, let me give you a couple of them. William Hill, uh, I'll say the Boyd uh, Group, and also Stations. By, by getting those three places, if you guys come to Vegas, you're out of town or whatever, if you're, even if you're in town, you've got to get those apps for yourself for the underdogs because you're going to get a built-in extra half a point by kickoff on a lot of these juicy underdogs that the people are playing the marquee teams. People love to still bet the Cowboys. They love to bet the Patriots. They love, of course, Kansas City and Tampa Bay. But there's a lot of teams that that are just built-in favorites. You're getting some extra value just mm-hmm. being here in Vegas. Bill Krakenberger, Crack wins as we wrap it up. So you've been like therapy for me because you know I don't bet, but I like to put sharp people on my show to talk gambling. And we've been friends for years now on this. And I'm seeing more and more people on Twitter giving out gambling advice, which is fun. You know, you think you got an edge on a game. Maybe you throw something up on Twitter. But they can't be considered experts. And there's too many people now 
all around the country now. There's legalized gaming popping up in other states, as we've talked about, and other people are trying to exploit people on social media, and they don't have a track record, and they don't tell us when they lose. They just retweet when they win. How do we cut through these charlatans and make sure that our listeners and the people we care about don't get involved in that ruse, and they only get great information from great people? Who are the great people to get great information from other than you? JT the Brick is the only guy on radio that I know that talks about this stuff. You're spot on with this. Absolutely. You have all these people. I'm going to call them what they are. Snake oil salesmen, charlatans. They're out there posting up tweets on Twitter uh, of, of, you know, made-up names, fake names. Uh, and, you know, they, they only talk about what they've done lately. Even some of the biggest touts in the industry, guys that sell games for giant corporations, the biggest two or three, I see these guys only talk about what they've done lately. What have I done the last week, the last month? And, and, and it's only what sport it is. So, uh, like, they'll just say, oh, they, they, they did good in football. They'll tell you, they, oh, I went 7-2 and two in the last week in football. Let, let me find out what your track record is lifetime. I want to know what you've done the last year, the last two years, the last three years. Now, I'm not one. I'm very humble. I don't even talk about crack wins. I just don't. If you don't mention it, I wouldn't mention it. I'm, I'm a terrible marketer, but I know what I've done for my customers. I have a lot of customers very happy because they know they get the line moves, they know they get the wins. We've won hundreds of units over the years, and I'm not even talking about myself. Let's go back to your subject that you said. You're absolutely right. Be careful out there, guys. There's a lot of these guys out there, especially on Twitter, only talk BS. They show their fancy cars. Their fancy. I, I don't want to know about your fancy cars. I want winners. Winners is the bottom line. You're the best. Crack wins. Bill Krakenberger, let's get a sandwich. Let's go out to dinner. Next time you're in town, it's kind of a chaotic weekend coming up here. But love having you on the show. The listeners love having you on the show. Keep winning, my friend. Love to be on. Thank you, JT. Thank you, everyone. You got it. Bill Krakenberger, America's favorite sports gambler. And I mean that because he's such a genuine good guy. And he really does care. When he walks into a casino, true story, the eye in the sky, the cameras, everybody starts getting on the phone. Cracks in. Cracks here. He goes right to the sports book. He can move the line. His bets can move the line. And when he walks in and he comes in through the garage, believe me, see guys in their ears. Here comes crack. Here comes crack. What's he doing? Sportsbook directors come out in front of the cage. Hey, Bill, what are you doing today? Well, he's here to make money. And he can do it. And not, not every time he wins, but again, the charlatans he talks about. This phone here with Twitter is evil because there's a lot of people there that don't know what they're doing and they're giving out information. Most common question ever asked of me, ever, other than how did I get in radio, is I won a caller contest 27 years ago, is why don't I bet? And I said, I've never placed a bet because if I did, I'd be living under the 215 at Town Center and my wife would be bringing me soup every night because I would keep chasing because I would think I'm a know-it-all and I would think. And the other big thing is, and I love all my friends that gamble, love them, but I don't like to spend nine, ten hours a day talking sports when I'm not working. I don't want to go to a casino and sit and watch a nine-inning baseball game. I don't want to watch two football games back-to-back. That's not enjoyment for me to see and win and lose. If you're going to sit in a casino for seven hours and break even, man, that must suck. You'll never get that seven hours back. But some of my friends love it for entertainment. They want to sit in a casino all day, drink Bud Lights, look up at the games, and that's their enjoyment. And I respect that. That's our listener base, too. It's not my scene. So we'll put guys like Crack on to try to make you money during the year and all of our other insiders. Well, this hour is flying by. 
Uh, Frankie Sidoris, the lead guitar player from Mammoth, is going to join us. They're opening up for Guns N' Roses tomorrow night. Also, Brandon Cristal will join us from KOA in Denver. On the Broncos announcing Teddy Bridgewater will be the starter. We're brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. Enjoy a Remy Martin cocktail this weekend. They're the kings of Vegas, Remy Martin. There wasn't a lot of separation. You know, they both guys had good camps. They both played well. Both had their down moments. Both had their good moments. Thought it was good overall for both of them. Uh, we just made this decision. We think it's for the best for the team right now moving forward. But we have two good quarterbacks, two quarterbacks that we can win with. And uh, unfortunately, you can't play with two. Vic Fangio. Interesting. They go with Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke. Is it a big difference? I think Teddy's probably a better game manager, but he won't pick you apart. I think Drew Locke, if he's playing, could have a big game. I think Drew Locke can run for first downs, do a little bit more than Teddy, uh, but Teddy can manage the game against the Raiders. So I expect a lower-scoring game. I don't know what the score is going to be, but I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to open up in the shotgun and just annihilate the Raiders in the air. I'd be shocked if he did, but he could manage the game well and cut down on turnovers. It's a big story today on Raider Nation Radio, Teddy Bridgewater. Because there's not a peep out of Derek Carr. He's healthy and good. We got him fine. Now we got to find a way to get to Bridgewater, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. And the Raiders were 142 away from sweeping Kansas City last year. Man, I was in the building for all that with no one in the building. And I saw the meltdown against Miami. I call it the Miami meltdown. I saw the first and goal at the four for Mariota. First and goal at the four. Oh, my God. First and goal at the four from Mariota. Oh, my God. That game, and I was there for the Brady game where he's throwing daisy cutters to little Scotty Miller in the back of the end zone. And then I was there for the Josh Allen game of Buffalo when Josh Allen left the game and went to the locker room. He returned. If he didn't return, Raiders would have beat Buffalo, but he did. And then I was there for the minute 42 after Jason Witten scored the game-winning touchdown to sweep Kansas City, and Mahomes went the length of the field and found Travis Kelsey wide open. That's not going to happen anymore, right? Raiders were 2-6 and six at home. That's not going to happen again. Raider Nation, unite! What a big hour we got coming up. Next, the Gus Bradley press conference. you got to listen to this. It's coming up next.